Alright everybody, welcome into another episode of uh, Hacked History, this uh, special little podcast that Jake and I sometimes record whenever we feel like it. Uh, <laughs> my name is Lucas Jake, it's come here with my co-host once again, Mr. Jacob Klahanch. With this episode, this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest joining us. But before we get to the guest, as always, we gotta take care of some housekeeping. You can follow us on Twitter at hacked underscore history. You can you can send us an email just in case you feel like it. Hackedhistory101 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at hacked underscore history. You can check us out. We don't have a Snapchat, actually. I was about to say Snapchat, but that's not something we have, actually. But if you want it, let us know. Um, you can find us on TikTok at <laughs> history. Um, and please, again, we appreciate all the reviews and all the likes and comments uh, and all the good stuff that you give us when we like what we do. Um, we, we've heard your, your, uh, love of Nazis because our Hitler episode is definitely the most viewed what we have. Somebody will so, need to check that love just a tad. <laughs> just so, a bit. So, uh, as we mentioned at the end of our last episode, Jake is going to currently bury himself into some Nazi space facts, um, for, for a future episode. I will try. <laughs> he will succeed anyway. I will succeed. <laughs> um, we did not tell you about this episode because plainly we weren't sure when we were going to get to record it. Um, but we have a friend of ours who's going to be coming to this podcast. This friend uh, is the front man for a, I will say, a pretty damn good uh, indie band uh, called Beyond Mars. Uh, this gentleman's name, if you don't already know him, you probably don't. But he's going to get big, but you guys are working on an album, right? <laughs> yeah, so the album releases on Earth Day 2022. So you Ooh. have to wait. Wait Shit. to listen to our music. And so go ahead and Google when Earth Day is, uh, because... <laughs> Google Earth Day. Find that out first. Number two. (laughs) We're here with our guest. His name is Parker Johnson. Parker, um, anything you want to tell the the lovely listeners about you before we get started here? Um, I am. I have a similar major as these two fine gentlemen here. I'm currently a student teacher at DC Everest Senior High. Shout out to my students if you're listening. Yeah. Um, Shout out. Said I'm in the band, and I don't know. I'm a pretty chill dude. Yeah, he's pretty chill. That's why he brought a very unique and interesting topic to us today, because he's also an aficionado of all things weird and interesting. Uh, so, uh, I know nothing about this topic. I know Jake does know some, uh, but our expert today is actually going to be our guest. Uh, so, Parker, what are we talking about, and uh, what got you interested in this very unique topic? So, this topic here is basically true crime from, like, 200 years ago nice. or so. so I love um, it. It's Franklin's Lost Arctic Expedition. So I first discovered this when watching Nova, PBS Nova, is, mm. is the shit. It is the shit. Jake is like, so, so dude, mm, I love you some Nova, get it in my mouth. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so basically this is a mystery story figuring out what happened to a bunch of dudes that went to the Arctic and never came back. So, um, I guess the expedition itself, so these dudes from Britain, they were led by Sir John Franklin, who was the captain. Sir John Franklin, otherwise known as cousin to Ben Franklin, yes. John? Yes, perhaps. <laughs> I just want to make for the record not that verified. Lucas made that joke and not me. I will not be besmirched by that joke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point, Jake, if they don't know what my voice sounds like versus yours, I think. <laughs> um, let's see here. I lost my train of thought. Um... Basically, yeah, so... <laughs> John Franklin. So, yeah, John Franklin and all these dudes got assigned to an, to do an expedition through the Northwest Passage in the mid-1800s, and it was so they could find new navigation routes through the Northwest Passage 
and to um, find if they could, or see if they could find better trade routes. So, know. for our listeners, uh, Parker or Jake, this one is to both of you. What is the Northwest Passage, and why might it have been useful at this time period in history? Um, I'll take the lead on this one. So, Northwest Passage basically referenced to what was ideally an open water route through sort of the north, heading west, hence the northwest part of it, that would take a person that was traveling across the Atlantic from Europe to ideally Asia just directly. Well, because one of the most uh, things they were going for at this point is they're trying to get uh, spice in... From China, India, those areas, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, this is during the period of exploration, right, where yeah. every country is trying to find more efficient routes to get the goods and products that they're trying to export into the most efficient ways. Yeah. So the Northwest Passage, it saves you a lot of time if you don't have to go around all that buck, <laughs> all that old shit, you know? All, so, all of that fucking Cape of Good Hope shit, which is that, technically <laughs> not in South America. <laughs> the Cape of Good Hope, what a, what a fantastic quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was, like, looking at this, too, like, I... I had to do like a little more like extensive research. I guess John Franklin used to be the governor of Tanzania. I'm not so surprised. He's, yeah, he's like fully in the um, colonization. Yeah, he's bullshit. in the colonial. He's just very robot. much into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this crew, they had there's 129 men total. So um, there are some like disputed reports, like plus or minus one or two people. So what you're saying is, don't at you if the number is not exactly... Yeah, so I found 129 total, but there are some that say 127 or 130, but I was like, I'm gonna go with this. <laughs> I like yeah, it. so they um, left England on May 19th, 1845, aboard two ships, which were HMS Erebus and HMS Terror. So, I don't understand... Okay, let's, I let's, love just, the name let's, of just, terror. let's just stick a pin in it right now. So... <laughs> I'm not saying going on not a, a great not name. saying going on a ship named HMS Terror is a bad idea. I agree. But I'm kind of saying going on a ship named HMS Terror is an incredibly bad idea. I was gonna say it's like going on a ship to like the Arctic titled HMS like floating coffin, something along those lines. It's sort of like like if if like a if a condom brand was named Breach. Like, <laughs> 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 Kind of defeats the purpose, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> what does Erebus even mean? I don't I, know. Jake, get on the Google. <laughs> I'm actually really curious now because Terror is such an awful name, so I wonder if like, I, I hear that Terror had to have been a warship, and their idea of it was like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have it chase the French around a bit, and then they're like, where are we sending it into the ice? Shit. Was Erebus <laughs> just a shorthand for some sort of racism at this point in time? It might have yeah. been, considering. <laughs> an Arab? Right. Is it an Arab bus? Is that what they're? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Got the old Google Latin, now. Is it Latin, probably. I'm guessing. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is Google. Erebus is, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, the first definition, a personification of darkness in Greek mythology. Oh my God. Or two, a place of darkness in the underworld on the way to Hades. Why? Why are the names okay. of the boat? My, my, my only thought is these people were extremely cocky. Yeah. And they're like, you know, Very how nasty. can we just absolutely shit on, on, on all like, spirituality and religion? Let's just name these things the worst things possible. Let's and just, we're gonna be yeah. fine. This ship's gonna be amazing because we know what we're doing. Let's just send the good ship Lollipop to the point of no return. <laughs> Let's just do that. They're gonna trying to get to uh trying to get to Candy Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so yeah, getting back to this voyage. So the, it's like I guess kind of split up into three parts, so this, like, investigation. So the first part, everything's going well. 
Um, you know, they arrive in Greenland in July 1845. Greenland, which is not very green, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is, like, the, the interesting part. Like, I feel... If I was one of these five dudes here, I'd be pumped. So they send five dudes home with letters. <laughs> so they, like, escape the fate. Oh, that's great, yeah. <laughs> Those five guys are like, phew, missed yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Missed it. Yes. Here. It's like the <laughs> one dude in the Dietloff Pass incident that's like, oh, yeah, my stomach hurts. Listen, and he guys, out. guys, listen, I have a bit of a stomach problem, but here's the deal. I can go get us some help, right? And, like, if I leave, I'm definitely going to get help. Don't even worry about it. Don't sweat. Like, I'll be back. But, like, why don't I just, like, leave for now? He's, like, in the middle of that sentence <laughs> no. talking to the rest of the hikers, and he just starts taking off through the snow. Like, he didn't have time to finish the last sentence. He said I'm just going to... He said that while he was sprinting away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back for you. <laughs> yeah, well, like, in Greenland, too. So, Greenland, like you said, is not green and definitely cold. And so, at this point, Baffin Bay, which is, like, in between, um, like, the Northwest Passage and Greenland. Oh, kind of. That's a poor description. Jake, let's do a geography but, check. You're the resident <laughs> geography expert on the show. It <laughs> is in between technically Greenland and yeah. what would be now considered Canada, so he's not wrong. Yeah, it's just I described it kind of poorly. Yeah, so this is where the crew is last seen by Europeans. So, like, they're seen by Inuits, like, later on, but this last time they're yeah. seen by Europeans, and it's on July 20th, 1845. Like, a bunch of whalers saw him, and then that was it. But then... Part two comes. And electric boogaloo. Get... Yeah, part two electric <laughs> boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things start to get a little more a little more fishy. So the crew gets icebound and they have to winter on Beachy Island. Yeah. So if you look up Beachy Island, it's this block of like ice and permafrost. And it's So I, I, a common thing is most of the places we're gonna be describing to you yeah. here are gonna be really fucking cold and really just not great. Just yeah, not I was going to say, for be. all non-Canadian listeners, oh, God, the Google map, oh, God. Did the graves pop up? Yeah. yeah dude. That's an image. Spooky. That's you're giving it away. <laughs> it's oh, oh, my gosh, you're right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you have to see what happens now, so you can't leave. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's, so, that's, so, basically, little... <laughs> we do kind of have to explain to the listener, though, the idea is that, um, in terms of geography, why this is significant going up this far is that there is no civilization for probably hundreds of miles. Yeah. So the moment you're stuck, you're on your own until the well, spring thaw lets should, the boat out. We should if it also lets the boat note out. that uh, there are significant hazards in the waters at this point they might not have been super familiar with. Oh, yeah. Uh, icebergs, like, the water tends to freeze when it gets that cold. <laughs> Up here in these parts of the United States, we're kind of common with, familiar with that. But uh, <laughs> Jake, can you look up what like they wore? Like on winter voyages during the Listen, time. as you can I see, we no do a, we do a lot of research for this I podcast. Mean, it's, no, it's all right. I like it's in the moment to get the people no, invested. We need to know. Honestly, the though, to make a salient point here out of, out of this situation, we all, this is okay. this is what real history is. You can Google a lot of things, but like what we're doing is we're analyzing the facts, which is what being a historian is. It's not googling things. Uh, anybody can do that. Yes, and these two are. Do have degrees, and I'll have a degree in like two months here. I say so, we're ten times better than yeah. that Ben Shapiro moron. So yeah, it doesn't so, take much to be better oh, than that man. But <laughs> so what it appears to be is it's going to be furs, like a heavy coat of sorts. It's somewhat strange because it's kind so, of so. Well, okay, so let's think about what they might have. So like, if you think just about like what people would have worn, uh, so yes, animal furs a big deal at this point mm. in time. Um, yeah, animal be... furs, animal skins. That's going to yeah, be the order of the day. So, and the reason is because they insulate very well. So yes. like, that's why a lot of people, like hunters and things like that, nowadays will wear things like the animal fur skin caps and the coats and things like that. Because yeah. 
there's a reason why animals do it. It works. It's good insulation, and yeah. Yeah. So, so the okay. So this is from the uniform of a Harry Diaz Goodsir who made a Good list. Sir, yes. It wasn't Fantastic. maybe specific for the Franklin expedition, but it was issued to crews on polar expeditions. It was like pilot jackets and trousers. I'm not quite sure what a pilot jacket is. Um, one pair deerskin trousers, raccoon Ooh. skin trousers, <laughs> one lambskin waistcoat. <laughs> yes. One large sealskin greatcoat, which sounds kind of cool. That sounds one sealskin cap, three pairs sealskin gloves, three pairs strong boots. None of that weak shit. Strong Get that boots. out of here. <laughs> Screw the weak boots. We're only about strong boots. Chamois skin skirt. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Chamois skin trousers. <laughs> And a Grampane stockings, which I assume is the company that maybe makes them or well, the, the material they're made of. So we're yes. talking about like long underwear. We're either stockings they, yeah. or we're talking like heavy socks, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Right? So, yeah. so that's kind of the idea. It's a lot of animal skins wrapped consistently. Because you just need layers, okay? So anybody that grows up in like the Midwest, like us three, you know, if you're going outside layers. in the cold, you need to wear layers. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Now Mike Myers can sue That's us. our obligatory that. Shrek reference for the episode. <laughs> Polar Express participants have layers. <laughs> well, if you think about it, too, they honestly were probably pretty well prepared, like, clothing-wise, but they have all yeah. those Well, because, I mean, like... it wasn't the first time someone had attempted yeah. this or gone out yeah. to the polar, so they, they kind of knew a little bit of what to expect, yeah. but yeah. not enough. <laughs> not enough. Yeah. Just throwing shade on a 200-year-old dead guy. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, getting back to part two, so those of you that... So, do you know, like, those of you that know what a cairn is, like, C-A-I-R-N. <laughs> so, they, like, there were two messages uh, that they found later in a cairn on Beachy Island. So, you, wait, hold on. So, you're not, it's not, like, a, a middle-aged woman in her no, 40s giving people messages, like, this is what these guys did, and let me tell you, it wasn't good enough. <laughs> it's offending my rights, isn't it? No. I'm assuming a cairn is probably, like, a waterproof container. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a... Like a message sure, in a bottle okay, yeah. situation, yeah. Sure, I got Something you. Something like that. So there's two messages in it that they found. First one is from the captain, John Franklin. And it says, all is well. And, like, the first, okay. like, in their first, right. like, wintering, because of their icebound. Yep. And then they find a second message a year and a half, well, like, that was put there a year and a half later. And um, it indicates that the crew has been icebound for a year and a half, and that 24 people have died, including Yikes. Captain Franklin. This gives me a lot of, That like, went from zero to 60, yeah. and messages like, like, hey, it's all good. This gives me Everyone is dying around me. This gives me a lot of different vibes. It reminds me of Roanoke. Like, yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're doing great, and we're all eating each other, and it's not. Oh, no, yeah. It's like, it's like any, like, you slowly watch the progression of, like, handwritten letters from the Donner Party, like, day 55. <laughs> A little rough going, but we've made it from one mountain pass. I told my wife I loved her today. Day seven, we've eaten the kids. Day 76, (laughs) currently eating the dead. And we're like, whoa, what? Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, um, the reason that we have all these, like, straight, you know, swift changes is because... Obviously, it takes a while for communication to go around. Oh, I guarantee you, this didn't show up for at least two months, probably, to any nearby outpost that was relevant. Relevant. Oh, my God. Relevant enough. We talked about how remote this is, too, so it's like... It's hard to get messages across just to begin with in this time period. It's even harder when you go to the places they were going. Yeah, it's yeah, still exactly. hard to communicate in this in this regions like nowadays. So yeah, and so like these messages were found during like investigations from England, and then like years later. But um, I guess like Jake and I kind of spoiled it. But there are four graves on Beachy Island, at least four that I know of. 
and um, they're like probably really more if they investigated yeah, harder. Probably really <laughs> haunting to look at. There's some in a boat too. Oh, that one! I've seen the images of and that of one. It's pretty that, sketchy. That yeah. one was, of course, the inspiration for the uh, Lonely Island track. I'm on a boat, right? I'm on a boat. Take <laughs> a good, hard it. look at the motherfucker. <laughs> good, good track, good track. Yep. Lucas, <laughs> Thank you, Andy Samberg. <laughs> Lucas, do you want to know how these people died? Yes, Parker. How deep did they die? So it was from like a huge combination of things. So uh, it was a lot of the, uh, so it's part of this research, frostbite. Partially. So, like, earlier research, they thought it was all lead poisoning from, like, lead cans Oof. and lead oh, yeah, that's right. desalination oh. systems. But then they realized... Because they didn't know that lead was bad at this point in time. Yeah, but then they, <laughs> then they realized later on that it actually wasn't that and that a bunch of lead leached into their skin um, after they died from their bones. Oh, yikes. Or, I mean, other way around. Um, but... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they all had... All the guys that died on Beachy Island... They had um, high levels of lead, even though that wasn't, like, what killed them. By the Zinc way, deficiency. we apologize if you're, if you're listening to this in Flint, Michigan right now. That's oh, yeah. Sorry, Major man. boo-boo. <laughs> so they had um, lead in the body, zinc deficiency, scurvy, mm-hmm. exposure, oh, okay. so, like, frostbite. Yep. You know, yep, yep, yep. Inadequate clothing and nutrition, and then other things. But then most of them died. Well, they all died from... So, like, those were, like, you know, hindering them, and then they died from either pneumonia or tuberculosis. Yeah, because... So, real just a cacophony of things that could have killed well, them. And yeah. So, the idea, too, is within... So, what, what, what Parker has said here, especially the thing that probably makes the most impact is the scurvy part, mm-hmm. because if anybody doesn't quite know how scurvy works, it's a vitamin C deficiency. It's real yeah. fun, real yeah. fun. Yeah, it's basically you don't get enough vitamin C from usually, like, citrus fruits or something like that, so your teeth fall out, your gums turn black, there's bleeding... Like, just, just bleeding. Um, and then, I'm pretty sure at a certain point, you just start to go mad. I'm So, yeah, yeah. not helping. <laughs> so, if this podcast teaches me anything, it's that Mr. Claw Hodge says an orange a day keeps the scurvy away. It, it really does. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, so these, um, some of these bodies were exhumed. It was, like, I found some, like, different accounts. Like, some say that, like, they exhumed some of them. When they like first went to England, like um, a few years later to investigate, but there I like on, um, but I, when I watched it on Nova, they were like showing exhumed bodies from like the eighties, and they're looking through them. So Jake saw them, like freaky VHS level <laughs> yeah. of quality. Lucas, I want you to scroll down this PowerPoint and tell me what you see. Jake already saw it. I've seen it. Yes. Oh, okay. just it's an iPad. Oh, it's there you go. DC Everest, like a monkey with a spotlight. <laughs> oh, you no, no, no. Oh yeah, right there. Ugh. Yeah. They um, look like, I showed one of my friends, shout out to Kate and Scholes this, and he said they look like the mammoths in Siberia. They do. They they, like they, they really well, they really started to look inhuman at that point, like yeah, the disfigurement yeah, it, and like It's the, a bizarre, because the... By the way, don't eat while you're listening to this. Yeah, episode, no, no, just just really So yeah, so the, the images of which we're referring to... <laughs> oh, God! Oh, <laughs> uh, the image is revolting! <laughs> the images... <laughs> The dead are coming back! <laughs> Let's do a seance! <laughs> so, the images here, to give you kind of an understanding, is the skin obviously is almost, I want to say petrified. Yeah. Um, it's starting to turn a little bit of a brownish color. A brownish yeah. color, which is probably due to the just the dryish conditions yeah, of the weather. Yeah, because all of the blood and stuff like that is going to start leaving. Yeah, and, skin, it's, so and it's frozen. Yeah. But, like, like, there's a lot of pulling back of like the lips and face like facial muscles which is really you see bloating lots of bloating yeah. too it's you know, i'm not actually even quite sure it's that enough bloating well i mean it's like to a point because if Maybe you see what would happen if you yeah. freeze your face 
bros, certain parts of that are going to kind of like bunch up in certain areas. Yeah. It's going to kind of give yeah. your face a weird contorted look. Yeah. But I mean, to, in a weird way, I mean, these pictures are or these pictures, the the bodies in particular are actually perfectly preserved in well, a weird way. Well, it's because of freezing, right? So yeah, it's in the freezing like process. You just put them in a freezer, and like you, yeah. you pull the Walt Disney on them, but like you know, less <laughs> yeah, but with less anti-Semitism, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe as much. I don't know. Yeah, well, and there's like a we have an artist rendition. Definitely look these up. Look up like Arctic expedition bodies. You know, and I'll I'll even do Parker a solid on the website if you want. I can take and put that comparison picture in there for us once I. Uh, have the time to yeah. get out the website. <laughs> I don't. I can't tell. I don't know. Like I found this like comparison picture. I don't know if it was drawn like at the time or like afterwards, but it looks pretty god dang similar. I was gonna say like, yeah. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Oh god, that's so, that's so just a completely uneducated. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you can check out this guy's hair too, and you can see how long it got. Yeah, because like, the hair continues to grow right, even after death, that's which the, is a bizarre part that was, yeah. reality. But to be honest, too, it could have been growing longer because you're not cutting your yeah, hair yeah, on an expedition to frozen nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could look like Hagrid going to the to the Arctic. Why shouldn't have said that? I should not have. <laughs> you're an explorer, Harry. You're an explorer. <laughs> you're a frozen corpse now, Harry. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> after that tasteless <laughs> joke. Yeah, so, like, as Lucas was saying, there's probably more dead bodies on Beachy Island that mm -hmm. we just don't know of. But, um, yeah, so it gets worse from there. So, <laughs> this was your appetizer. Strap in, it's about to get so rough. If you are eating, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> just Look at those bodies first so you get this, like, context. But, yeah, then so, try to eat beef jerky. Yes. And oh. Just not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just wait till you see where I go here. Oh, like, God. God after, being, after being icebound um, for like two years, if almost two years or something like that, and Franklin died, you know, yeah. second in command, who was Francis Cozier. Cozier? Cozier. And Erebus's <laughs> um, captain, James Fitzjames, they decided to take control of the expedition. And okay. they say, okay, we're abandoning the ships and we're going to try to reach the Canadian mainland by foot. Yeah. And that's. Okay. Like, you don't want to think that's that far from Beachy Island, but then you, like, go on Google Earth and you're like, holy shit. Oh, yeah, no, because yeah, uh, if I'm looking at an image, just to give context here, um, once my phone decides well, to stop while Jake's stupid. doing this, keep in mind that, like, all these people at this point are already starting to feel the effects that we were talking about. Yeah. Because uh, it's been almost two years now, right? Yeah. Um, all those other things are starting to set in. And, like, you might think, okay, I can definitely walk a couple of miles or however long this is going to be, like, in, in good conditions. Oh, God. These people did not have that luxury Oh, uh, the all. Google Maps images of Beachy Island is just so depressing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, that's a problem. Yeah, they were trying to get to the mouth of the Back River, which is mainland Canada. How? Okay, so, context-wise, Beachy Island is a very small offshoot island of a bigger sort of, like, archipelago. Archipelago, yeah. Archipelago. Yeah bite me <laughs> no i'm gonna say no to that one san cristobal <laughs> where in a map is it it's somewhere there <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah basically here you would literally have to cross frozen ideally yeah there's a straight in between i'm not quite certain based on the map exactly what it would be named if they have a name for it but then you're crossing over that to somerset island if you're oh, lucky i got a map on here I yeah guess. so you'd be crossing either you're crossing down the yeah the inlet shot near Queen Elizabeth Islands. Do we have an idea about, like, uh... All the way down is? to oh, a Starvation Cove. Oh, my God. Probably, like... Uh, 
don't know. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah I more. would say, yeah. I mean, maybe at the best, you're crossing over King William's Island once you make landfall, but that's a long ways to go. Yeah, and it's all yeah. frozen, obviously. And, and keep in mind that, yeah. again, these people are not, like, in good physical condition at this oh, point. No. This like, is they are mid-1800s to... humanity at best. No, 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 we are I mean, teetering like, on the edge of death. Well, st- well yeah, they're starting, you know, they're starting to scurvy, all the tuberculosis, <clears throat> freezing to death, potentially. All this stuff's been yeah. decided. Well, and there are multiple Inuit accounts, too, of them seeing the expedition, but, like, there's no indication that they ever assisted them. Probably anything. because they didn't have a great relationship, maybe, <laughs> yeah, with probably. white yeah, people. Yeah, people <laughs> there were white, white men, and they're like, let's, are... just, let's just let them, whatever happens will happen. Yeah. <laughs> let nature take its course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, honestly, I don't, like, blame the Inuits for that, honestly, no. I really don't. Also, in, a, in an environment like that, for people who are like, well, that's so mean, why wouldn't they let them? You're, it's like, the idea of I guess drowning, I suppose, or the idea of like being lost at sea is if you have finite resources for your community, you're not going to just start yeah. exactly. letting it loose. That's, that's what I was going to say. Some too, random like, strangers. It's not like they up. live in a land of abundance. Like these people no. probably only have enough food and supplies to keep themselves alive. Yeah. So at if, best, they, if they maybe. did help these people, they might die too. Also, these so, people could bring disease. So it's it's probably the well, safest yeah, option is to separate things, yourself yeah, from just, that. Yeah. Yeah. Those who don't know. Um, like white Europeans that came and traded in Canada and none of it like killed thousands of Native Americans because of oh, smallpox. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, anywhere like Canada, Mexico, America, United States, Central and... America, South America, <laughs> all the places, Australia, anywhere with any person that was darker than white. Yeah. Yeah. So getting so like at the same time when the crew like decides to leave back in England, Sir John Franklin's wife Jane pressed um, the government for an investigation. She obviously had no idea that he was dead, you know. Yeah. And the investigation doesn't start. It starts like a year after she like presses for one, and she has to lobby and lobby and. Yeah, because yeah. the bureaucracy, yeah. good, good shit, you know. You know? Mm-hmm. And it officially starts in 1848, and this is where we find a report where they found the graves on Beachy Island and took two exhumed bodies back to England, and they're like buried on some college campus, I think. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like underneath right under the, the science building. <laughs> They put them right in the warming, under the warming hall. Oh, <laughs> no. Dude, imagine, like, I'm not a guy, I, I, no, I'm no. not a ghost guy, I hate that shit, but, like, imagine having to dig up two dead dudes that are, like, looking take like them with you. I mean, and I, take them on a ship, where you're going to take, like, a month yeah. to get back to England, and they're, like, there the whole time. Oh, it, yeah. Okay, it, I honestly, yeah. so, I'll be yeah. honest, I, I do buy into ghosts and stuff like that, and that's just freaking terrifying well, yeah, like i kind of like I, I like i kind of think they're real but at the same time like you said it's terrifying man. it the problem yeah, yeah. It, to get on that like slight side tangent of like i'm i'm in the middle of that where lucas is more of a believer parker you're probably more of a skeptic yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle where i'm like if i didn't have a bunch of bros screaming at me about the sound of whispers <laughs> on a microphone that sounds like it's been recorded in the 1910s Maybe I'd be a little bit more accepting of the evidence. Well, I mean, but it's difficult too because then, like, there's also like there's also like the counter argument that some people will make too. It's like, well, like, okay, but like the the reason that you don't have the definite evidence is because those ghosts do not want you to have definite evidence of the existence. So it's yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, man, Nelson Hall, on Nelson Hall, is a convincer that ghosts are potentially real that place it, that place has an energy to it yeah, like it no bullshit like i would yeah. not want to work in that building because like there's just all these offices and shit like that and there's just like the, the dark ambiance and all the stuff offices that all of them kind of trapped in time sort of thing. yeah it's is, it's messed up it's yeah. kind of like a side tangent but like last semester i convinced two of my red students who were like 
they're in college, you know, like a teacher <coughs> I taught like a So reading the disciplines for our listeners yeah. who do not know what RIT is, but yeah. yeah. and I like convinced them to come and help, you know, and it was their first history club like involvement. <laughs> and we're in fucking haunted Nelson Hall. I'll yeah. just say one of them never came again. So <laughs> maybe it was because of that, but I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> so yeah. maybe it was a but, combination of I mean, other reasons. Whether someone's a skeptic or a believer or anywhere between, we, we can just agree that some places do have an energy to them. Yes. They've got an aura yes. where that does not feel regular. No. Yeah. But, if you are uh, a UWSP student, please go to Nelson Hall. Just walk through it at night. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, or, yeah don't break in. We're not encouraging Yeah, that, please don't but, do that. Uh, <laughs> get permission. Just, um, yeah. But, uh, yep. Or you know what? Next year, uh, go to the uh, go it. to the next history club haunted house, and yes. uh, yeah, but uh, and not at Nelson <laughs> Hall. But that one will be funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they don't do Old Main anymore. Chet, that was oh, we don't. Uh, no, we did shit. that. But, Old Main um, Roach. I used to live there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, so uh, trying to get us back on track. Anyway, yeah. so um, um, so back to paranormal. So dead bodies, but okay. possibly yeah. ghosts. But on that also, ship as well. as a question before we move on for somebody who might be asking, like, why did they leave the ships? Other than the fact that they've been ice bound, for like is there two eight, years basically just yeah. for two years they've just been stuck there, right? Because I'd heard at some point well, in time I mean, the fact was that because they had been trapped there that they had been crushed effectively. Let's assume there's probably going to be some dead bodies and shit in the ships too, yeah. and it's probably getting to be a little bit of an infestation problem. Oh yeah. Oh the, god. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the ships were probably not in good condition at this point. So yeah. you could see why their first thing would be, all right, we're leaving these fucking shit. We gotta go. There's yeah, fucking, we're done now. There's all these bugs and shit crawling around, and food's rotting out, there's dead bodies constantly. Or food's like, gone entirely We need to point. leave, because this is getting, yeah, yeah we can't stay here. Well, yeah, so once they decide that they're gonna, you know, try to make it to the mainland, they ditch all their heavy things, and mm-hmm. they leave it in the boats, like with the dead guys. So they leave all the, like, their <laughs> cold gear? Well, I don't know. I don't know, but they, like, leave, like, heavy equipment, you know, stuff that would, sure. like... You know, weigh things down. I'm assuming it, if they've even attempted to bring any sort of exploration equipment, that's what's being left behind. Yeah, yeah. What, will you want us to take the sextant? Leave that in the boat now. <laughs> God We're damn Sean, I three, man. We ain't taking no shit anymore. I told you not to take the 30-pound compass. <laughs> 30 pound. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, God. I think they took... There are reports, too, that they, like, took at least, like, one of the lifeboats, you know, to drag along and use it as a shelter. Oh, sure. Because, you know, yeah. those wing, or those winds up there. So, do we know, yeah. like, what uh, what size the group is at this point? Like, we have estimates um, as to how many people are still alive trying I'm to make I assume, the... <clears throat> like, a hundred-ish, around, okay. roughly, because, so you know, about they say... half of where we were starting yeah. at. Well, yeah. no, like, more than that. Like, oh, more than that? We okay, only lost, so like, 30 people. So oh, okay, yeah. sorry. I was thinking it was somewhere on the range of, like, 200 people, but... No, yeah. 129. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And so, um, once they leave... You know what? You guys want to guess what happens? More people well, die. I'm gonna guess that it's gonna keep thinning here because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> God, I got like something in my throat. It's making me grumpy. Um. So a few of the crew members actually make it to the mainland, and make it to Starvation Cove, which okay. I think was named after them. Okay. Fair enough. Um, that makes sense. Fair enough. <laughs> most of them, of the like remaining 100 or so. Well, actually, no. It's got to be less because they sent those five guys back. So it's like mid nineties, probably. Yeah. So, but most of them die along the way, and they're eaten by their crew members, and oh, so that's how yeah, they so survive. We got some cannibalism here. That, yeah, so, I was yeah. expecting that. Because if you think, if you like, look at like you guys that aren't that are listening, you can't see the map, but like they're walking through like the frozen ocean. Like, there's clearly nothing, you know. You yeah. Can no. Eat besides 
And if you're thinking we can go deep sea fishing. And like the odd seal or some sort of waterborne animal, maybe. But also understand just how thick that ice is. We're not talking about a couple inches down. We're not talking drilling a hole in it. multiple feet down of ice. You're not going to be able to get to the water. And for miles. And I don't know in in this expedition, or maybe I'm just throwing out a line here. Because I know, like, at least with, like, the Antarctica ones that they had to deal with like snow blindness and stuff like that were like oh, well yeah i mean yeah i'm sure that's the same concept so you because... might even have like people who though so you are alive for, for, you are completely for those who screwed. don't understand jake what is the concept of snow blindness oh, okay. how does work so snow blindness that i can talk snow blindness effectively happens when you're in ideally an arctic area where this is the best place to get this shit go to an arctic spot snow pond. i mean man that's the prime spot it's mint right there not mint shit um <laughs> but what ends up happening is if you're out and we can even kind of have this at a minor level here in wisconsin but like if you've ever had like a snowfall and sunlight hits it just right it is blinding because it is reflecting off that sunlight Here's the back thing into don't human eyes, which yeah. is basically just torching your ability well, it, to see. The best way to think about this is people don't realize just like how in like cold places, how bright things can be. Yeah. Because it, it can be brighter in the winter in Wisconsin with the sun out than it yes. can be in the middle of the summer. Yeah. And that's because, so if you think about it, the sky sometimes, sometimes it, you can't differentiate the sky from like the snow on the ground. Yeah. Because it's just coming through in the same way where you've got both shades of white and you've just got trees and that's it. But everything yeah. else just looks completely white sometimes. Yeah. So, like, that's what we're talking about where you just basically, it just starts gleaming in your eyes where it's like you can't see anything else but, like, whiteness. Like, yeah, it's know. kind of like having a, I, I mean, it, I that would be a bit of an extreme thing for me to say at least, but the thing that I would think of is kind of like having a laser pointer in your eye for a while. In the way that it, like, it will eventually make you blind, yeah. blind. Like, yeah. there was, like, special equipment that later expeditions had for this. So that you would literally not go blind, just yeah. staring out into the emptiness that is this area. And there was no Google this time for them to be like, okay, what's the best shit we need to... <laughs> oh, yo, wear sunglasses. <laughs> hey, Alexa, what should we do so we don't die? <laughs> I love the 1800s. Yeah, so they, like, um, getting back to the cannibalism part... So they back to the cannibalism. They like, and um, that's when the cannibalism started. Yeah, so they like found out, you know, there are multiple um, archaeological sites where they found like proof of this. That um, the main proof was on King William Island, which is pretty close, to, which is basically the mainland, but it's not at the same time. Like they're close. They yeah. Close. Yeah. Yeah. So they found like lots of like bone fragments and. Um, and just like bones in general with cut marks on them from knives. Yeah. You know, which is a. Uh, so that was dinner. Yeah. That was that dinner. Is, um, what's uh, basically like a telltale, you know, that, yeah, this is In this case, he yeah. meat, human meat was the other white meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, okay, let's be real. I'm not saying this is a good idea. I'm just trying to yeah, lighten yeah, the mood yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, you can tell these dudes were starving, too, because yeah. um, they also found that, like, the meat and the bones were boiled, and mm-hmm. so they could get bone marrow. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause, well, cause I mean, like, there is nutrition <laughs> in the middle of the bone. Because yeah. That is, yeah, the marrow yeah. is, it does provide nutrition. <laughs> yes. Because um. at that point, you know, they're doing anything they can to survive. Right. And then, um, and the Inuit, like we said, they, like, 
saw this, you know, the whole way, you know, but like Jake was saying and you were saying, yeah, like they can't give them the resources because then they, they die. They probably Using don't a have bunch the of gaunt now. white dudes covered in facial hair. The Inuit guy's like, "What the hell? No, no, get away from me!" Watched him like eat his friend. Like, <laughs> we literally watched him kill his friend with a rock and eat him with yeah. no, 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 it's no, like, no. Ah, that's a, that's a no go for us. That's a no for me, dog. Well, and like some people too, they'll be like. They'll say, like, oh, how do you know it was the Franklin Expedition? But there are tons of artifacts at yeah. all these, you know, that mm-hmm. it was them. Well, and we should also note, too, that, like, some people will re- refuse to do, to do like, eat those people to survive, and they would probably gotten killed as well. Yeah. Because there are people in these situations that will not eat human meat, and they just cannot do it because it's just not within them. Well, number um, one, it's not within them, and then ideally, too, if you consider these people most of... I mean, they're all going to be Christian, which, I again... Religion, it's weird to bring into. Yeah, but well, I mean, eighteen hundred is very like it, it's we a were very talking a time period. It, religion is a very much a part of your life. Oh yeah, every oh, thought the you idea make of eating your fellow man is considered to be the lowest a that a man it's a sin, can right? That's how they see it. It's like yeah. I might go to hell if I do this, but I literally will not survive for a chance to go to heaven if I don't. Essentially, is probably what it yeah. came down to yeah. for some people. But then also remember too that like that uh, most humans just uh, on a just a regular like thought process have an aversion to eating them of the other humans like their own kind like, yeah so the, even for the people that did it in most cases there, there's definitely a wall you have to get over to say like this is what i need to do and, and i doubt they enjoyed it you know like yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I maybe some of them did maybe some were all about it by like day two and they're like oh let's go cook up john but most people were probably <laughs> like uh shit like let's just eat enough to like, get by and nothing more like everybody's had that first experience and then you can tell which one's the one that's just kind of been hanging a, <laughs> little, a little loose little too zealous. on the threads he's to reality like, he's out there sprinkling salt on people's arms that are looking <laughs> that guy's looking kind of like peckish and he's just perched <laughs> over this dude on this old like lifeboat like a vulture <laughs> You're gonna die yet? <laughs> Just this like, one's no. mine. <laughs> I claim this one. <laughs> it's mine. You get your hands off of it. <laughs> oh, but it, but our reality is just some sad shit. Yeah, it really yeah. is. This well, is uh... to make it even more sad, some of them actually made it to the mainland and then they died. Yeah. Oh and god, they're like, yes, they... we're here. Because well, okay, but like, if you think about it, like some some people like their bodies might have just given up at that point. Oh yeah. Because like, okay, well, now we reached our goal. So in some cases, some people's bodies probably relaxed too much when they got yeah. there. So like, oh, now we're safe, and they died because they yeah. relaxed. Like these situations are fucking. I awful. was gonna say, it, and there's no like equal retribution because you got there. It's not like you know, it, and it's a weird thing. But I kind of when you say that, it comes to mind for me the experiences of like Holocaust survivors. Yeah, was immediately upon like allies entering yeah, the camps and the, liberating the camps. The camps. Yeah. Those that had survived long enough, when they were given food, they literally ate themselves to death. Like within that day or so or week or so yeah like that's that same idea of like you you think you're safe but like all of a sudden you kind of just like let inhibitions go a bit which i totally understand but then the problem is all of a sudden you've just died yeah now now you're dead so it's like shit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so basically you know they all died but they had some later discoveries so like the ships so in 2014 um a canadian research team led by parks canada was able to locate the wreckage of Erebus okay. in the eastern portion. But not the terror. Of, oh, wait one sec. Of <laughs> oh. the Queen Maud Gulf. I think I said Maud wrong. Um, it's okay. Oh, you can't look at this. you got to wait, Jake. you got to wait. No, you no, you look. said Maud right. Okay. Uh, no, but you got to... I was trying to read the name. I gotta, like, no, I didn't read it. You're okay. fine. <laughs> so then, um, so our, uh, the Nova episode that I was talking about previously, mm-hmm. it's called Arctic Ghost Ship. So that came out in 2015. 
So that's when I like learned all about this stuff, and I was like, "Whoa! Like this is spooky." Yeah, that's um, some really spooky stuff to to understand it by like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. So like you know this aired in 2015, but then in 2016, the Arctic Research Foundation found the wreckage of Terror south of King William Island, and guess where? <laughs> okay, so you know who we're talking about. <laughs> paranormal shit and like yeah, how mm-hmm, yep. how like terror and erebus are just god awful names just really yeah, bad, bad signs from the start so yeah. terror was found in terror bay <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that's serious. was it named before or after that i have that? no idea but like i really want that to have been named that beforehand oh that sounds a, awesome if it was that is an amazing that's an amazing uh, coincidence I, if that's the case yeah i can't wow. think of which one it was i think it was erebus no i'm sorry i think it was terror um, but Inuits had described in, like, oral history that they saw a, like, white man ship, you know. I think it was Terror that got, like, crushed by the ice. Yeah, But then right. when they found it, it wasn't really crushed. It was just kind of, like, sank yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. And so, yeah, I talked about that. So I got some pictures here. I'll show, them, I'll show the folks. Yeah. This is Erebus. Damn. Okay. And then this is Terror. Wow. So yeah, Terror so, didn't really lots of uh, sea growth oh, yeah, ships, wow. obviously, but uh, yeah, Terror is like remarkably intact. <laughs> yeah, for so it obviously didn't get crushed by the ice. <laughs> no, no. And, and actually, it's um, less bizarre not to to sort of like add to Parker's and not to cut you off, Lucas, but especially up north there, I remember similar stories because at a point <laughs> I was a on a ghost ship stint when I was in high school because yes, I was just that cool. I do, I do um, show a lot about your your addiction to the ship. Yeah, it's you know. It's interesting, but there was an account specifically, like, back during, like, the Yukon Gold Rush, they had a similar situation where a boat got trapped in the ice, and then it didn't sink and was just floating around the Arctic Circle for, like, three years. (laughs) Just literally a ghost ship. It was just 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 floating around. You talk about... There was definitely a paranormal captain on that ship. There had uh, been yeah. a ghost that was... Well, I mean, even so, it's like, it makes sense that it would just be like, it would be afloat for a while until it finally just gives out and sinks yeah, wherever it sits. That is fu- That dude, is... Dude, now, wow. that, sorry, now that you say that, that definitely happened with one of these ships, at least one of them, now that I think about it, and I totally forgot. So yeah, um, and you guys saw this thing just floating around, one of them just yeah. floating around, and that's wow. why it's called the Arctic Ghost Ship, that's yeah. why they, or like that show was called. And odds are, yeah. it was probably the Terror, which I can only imagine if it floated further Safe. away from the other one. We can yeah. think out that at least that wasn't done by the History Channel, otherwise we'd have, Aliens. and the Arctic Ghost Ship, is it possible, aliens, <laughs> aliens <laughs> have that helped the Nazis create, <laughs> is it possible Adolf Hitler escaped the bunker, it is on one of these ghost ships. <laughs> I literally told my students, uh, they had to like look something up, and I was like, whatever you do, don't use history.com. Yeah, and don't. they were like, why? I was like, they think that aliens built the pyramids. And then the next day, it was like a day or two later, our, so like we have TLC <laughs> for what we have to do. And yeah, one of the other teachers used a history.com article. Um, well, okay, oh, to be, no. to be, some some of the like, things oh, on that website gosh. are are well written. You just kind of have to be very careful yeah. which ones you pluck because like it depends. <laughs> when their articles were written for history.com, if they were written pre like 2012 when they were starting to get into yeah. that, fine. Post 2012 <laughs> is did the aliens help the Nazis to get to the moon to build a base to keep Hitler's brain in a jar? That they're gonna come back and have the doomsday <laughs> weapon for the Russian sleep experiment, okay, MK we, Ultra. Just like, how to, many boxes can you check in this story? Okay, to be fair, there mm. is some credible evidence that the Nazis did a bunch of Arctic expeditions. Oh, they did, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then those are super interesting. Those are, yeah, we'll that's have to a, talk about that's, those. That's someday. definitely a future episode we do with the, yeah. the Nazi Arctic expeditions because mostly just Hitler was into some weird know, shit. Yeah. Like they believe some weird <laughs> shit. The problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's an understatement of a lifetime. That's an understatement. But, <laughs> no, but they had a lot of occult beliefs and shit, too. Like, yeah. But, uh, beyond what, like, normal people talk about with the Nazis. So that's some yeah. shit we'll definitely have to dive into at some point. But. There is... A, I'll have to figure out whether I can find the story of, like, the... There was apparently, like, a building that the British and the Americans had liberated somewhere in Germany around 45 or maybe 46, <laughs> where apparently, like, the basement had been flooded. They sent these divers down to go, like, investigate the basement. Oh, yeah. And apparently, yeah. like... So according to them, the SS have been doing occult stuff they, in this flooded basement, which apparently ended up claiming the lives of, like, four of their divers. No, I mean, the SS, so, like, I mean, like, and, like, this is, like, stuff you won't be reading textbooks, so do not take this as, as uh, golden proof from uh, this podcast, but there are multiple sources out there talking about the SS, like, and their actual occult beliefs yeah. and how they ran into some really interesting, like... Yeah, theosophical beliefs and it. it gets really deep. So it's all dumb. All we'll, of it's we'll dumb, talk though. about that stupid shit in another episode for <laughs> sure. Um, but Parker, so like five people um, survived that whole ordeal out of the 129. Uh, well, they all died, but like five, like five or so of them actually made it to the mainland. Okay, yeah. and then they all right. died. Okay, so like not nobody survived. Oh, so those five guys weren't sent off at the beginning because that's what oh, my oh, initial. Oh, yeah, thing I'm was. sorry. I thought you were. So talking there was about five people at the beginning that actually escaped this. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, but so those confused. within. No, no, that's fine. So do we know like <laughs> did, uh, did those people like did they write any books or anything like that maybe about the accounts of like the expedition or like I have no idea. I'm just wondering if like they like those people those people gave interviews they're like dodged, oh, dodged a bullet there. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's like, yeah. What did you see? Don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. I'm assuming they survived and didn't come back. Cause like, why would you go to take letters and then come back? Yeah, then, I mean, like, well, eventually they had to shake up bad, and they're probably like, well, I'm not going back now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, do you want to go back? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, hell no. Yeah. So um, like, besides those dudes, everybody else died. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But those guys, we can't. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just it it kind of is mind boggling to me who these guys are in comparison because a lot of times these expeditions especially when we're thinking like golden age of exploration sort of like 1500s to 1600s you would have a whole expedition that just up and disappeared and nobody oh, knew yeah. where well, they there went. are some interesting ones i mean like there's that one and i forgot what what uh what explorer it was i want to say it was like lafayette or some some lafayette, yeah just completely one of disappeared no, but, the yeah, but the there's one of them like that uh the crew members like literally killed him like they hated yeah, him so much they, they did they, they all just him. mutinied and fucking murdered the dude like <laughs> Well, like, I mean, like, uh, so not, like, to cut you off, but, like, there's a lot of situations where, like, I, I'm trying to remember what the what the name of the conquistador was, or, the, like, their expedition went into, like, the jungles in Central Cortez. America. Yeah, Cortez's group, and just never came back. Yeah. And they're assuming they all just got massacred. Well, because Cortez, uh, a lot I of those... Like, burned well, the ships or something. Yeah, he did, which is <laughs> yeah. not the best move for somebody well, to do. a lot do. of those, like, uh, conquistadors <clears throat> and shit were very into, the, like, the fact that they thought the Holy Grail was a real thing they could get. Oh, it was, um... <laughs> it was, like, Ponce de Leon looking for the, the yeah. fountain of youth and some nonsense yeah, like that. Yeah, they're like, Let, let's go find these, this mythical shit we think is out there somewhere, and... <laughs> Yeah, we can only hope they just got fucking railed by some native tribe. Just absolutely yeah, probably, de- yeah. decimated. I was going to say, the jungle's not a forgiving place when it comes to white people. No. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it should not be, honestly. But, um, but yeah, um, I mean, like, Parker, I mean, uh, anything you want to plug uh, since you're on the pod? Like, uh, anything you want to tell us about the new album you got coming out for Beyond Mars or anything like that? Any um, special information you got for us? I just finished recording my parts yesterday, so... Um, the bass player, guitarist, and drummer, they got to finish theirs up, but it will release on Earth Day. It's got oh. two parts, 
and there are two historical songs, well, like, about people, so you guys are welcome to use them whenever you want. Oh, about sweet. Spartacus, and one is about Shingus Khan. Ooh. Oh, honestly. I like that. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I'll tell you what. When you uh, get one of those tracks finished up, uh, we'll actually put that at the end of one of our episodes. We can plug that for you. So. Okay. Yeah, drop us that uh, drop us that MP3, and I'll pop that on one of the ends of one of our episodes for you, man. Bingo. But uh, yeah, no, we, we, we'll we, pop it on the end of this one. Just <laughs> well, we of probably it. won't have it. Probably ahead of time. not. <laughs> it will be one of our future episodes. But uh, go check out his stuff. Um, I've seen them live. The fun flex for you. They're a really good band. Uh, I think you guys are gonna go places. So it's uh, it's been an honor to talk to you on the pod, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah. Oh, one quick thing. Sure. See, Lucas saw some of those new songs live. So yep. those songs aren't out can, yet. Uh, Lucas has seen them. I can vouch for you. They yeah. are they are good songs. Yeah. Uh, I I think some of those songs are gonna really take you guys some some fun places. So VH1's inside. Look out for them. They're they're <laughs> performing right now. Their live dates are mostly around the state of Wisconsin. So if you listen to this in Wisconsin, you could probably see these go. guys perform. Sure. Um, but hopefully somewhere down the road, if you uh, live in a different spot, I'm sure Parker would love to. Gonna jam out to you guys as well, so you know, yeah. go check them out. And if you want to book them, I'm sure that Parker would love to add another date. So, yes, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, Parker. Thanks for being on. We really appreciate that. Uh, thanks for bringing a fun story. If you want to come on again at some point, I'm sure we'd love to have you again. So, if you get another fun, uh, maybe less depressing topic. <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank we, you, everyone. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. And Jake, any final thoughts on the episode? Or uh, I like think that? this was a good one. I think we're good. All right, uh, don't eat each other. Don't eat each other out there. Don't eat each other. Uh, We'll talk to you later.